focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Genesis 22, let's go there real quick. Genesis 22, we're going to read just the first five verses in this service as we continue. First things first. For time's sake, I'm going to, yeah, thank you media, that's beautiful. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Midweek services have resumed. We had a great time on Wednesday. Who was live on there? We understood that God sometimes puts us in a classroom and he tests us. So God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. The worshiper is present. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Have you noticed that when God wants to do something, he gets so clear about it? So specific. You have to be living in denial not to know that he's God. Anybody ever been there? Where God described the offering he wanted you to give. He said, bring out the money in your pocket, not the naira. Oh, come on now. Some of you never given international offering before. Receive it this year. It's like people on that side are really ready for it. Receive the ability to give in multiple currencies easily and effortlessly. Take now your son, your only son, Isaac. If we were speaking here about your only son, oh, for emphasis, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. <laughs> And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he splits the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Now listen to this. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Let's read that last verse together. And Abraham said to his young man, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and We will come back to you. He didn't say, I will come back to you. Because he was taking his son to sacrifice him. Which means that technically, if Isaac was going to end up as a bond offering and a sacrifice, only Abraham should be able to come back. Are you hearing this? But God says, when I'm leading you, I'm not just going to lead you there, I'll lead you back. What it means is I will never leave you burnt. I will never leave you in ashes. David understood this one. He said you will not suffer your holy one to end up in corruption. That if it is God that is leading you, you will come back from the place of worship with greater value. 
Let me just tell you something. Do you know every time you leave the garden of believers, there's a higher level of the Christ Valley on the inside of you? A higher manifestation, I should say, of the Christ Valley on the inside of you. In other words, every garden of believers does not leave you on the same level. It takes you to another level. Somebody, as you walk out of this place, the things that looked big to you before service, they will look at you, or rather you will look at them this time and go, was this why I was worried all week long? Was this why I was nervous all week long? Was this why I was having palpitations all week long? I'm saying to somebody who has enough faith to believe, good to see you. You're going to go back to those same things and you're going not on the same level that you left them, but on a higher level. If it's not you I'm talking to, it's okay for you to keep on looking as if you're morose. But if you're like Abraham, you can say, I am coming back with my testimony. I'm going with Isaac as an instrument of worship. But when Isaac is coming back, he's not just going to be an element of worship. It's going to be a testimony from the place of worship. Abraham did not say, I'm going to kill Isaac. He said, I'm going to worship. But when I'm coming back, I would have worshipped. But the token of my worship would not have reduced. What it means is, when you have offered your praise, your energy will not dissipate. When you've offered your shouts, you will not lose your voice. When you've given your offering, your finances will not be less than what they were before. When you've interacted with people and given them the word of God or encouraged them, you will not be depressed yourself. Have you been there before? Where you counseled somebody and you were feeling depressed because you are taking on their weight. But God is saying that when I'm involved in the equation, when you carry the burdens of other people, you are casting them to the cross. So you are not depressed. You are actually loaded with the life of God. I want to speak to somebody this morning about the power of saying. Abraham did not just say, I think or I wish or perhaps it might happen. He said, I will come back with this child. In other words, he used his words to resurrect Isaac. I already talked before that Isaac is a type of Jesus. The same way Jesus said, I will destroy this temple and in three days I will come back again. Jesus prophesied his own resurrection. The same way Isaac prophesied the resurrection of or rather Abraham prophesied the resurrection of Isaac. What I want to say to somebody is, you've got to learn how to prophesy your comeback. Prophesy your resurrection. Prophesy your emancipation. Prophesy your breakthrough. Don't wait. But Abraham didn't say, let me go and look for Melchizedek. Let me go and look for my pastor. No. Abraham said, I am coming back. I'm going to travel and I'm coming back safe. I'm not wishing I will be safe. I know I will be safe. I, you prophesy in such a way that the, the aircraft cannot crash. Because the same way the world is upheld by the word of God. You have upheld the aircraft with the word of your mouth. The pilots may sleep, but the word you've spoken cannot go to bed. I don't know if people are ready for this message this morning. <laughs> oh my God. See, Abraham said, we will come back. He didn't just think it, he said it. You are not yet operating in faith and confidence if you are not speaking it. Because sometimes the reason you are not speaking is like, what if I say it and it doesn't happen? Say it first. Say it first. That's the way you do it. He said, I'm going to come back with Isaac. I don't know who exactly this word is for, but something that looks like he's going to die, you're going to come back with it. It looks like it is over. It looks like it's done and dead. It's gone and destroyed. In fact, it looks like you played a role in the killing of it. 
Isaac was laid on the altar and Abraham lifted a knife. Watch this. He lifted a knife. He wasn't like, eh, maybe God will change his mind. No. Abraham was ready to chop the boy's head. <laughs> the Bible says the one that lifted up his knife, then God said, because God wanted to test him. And as far as Abraham was concerned, when I raised this knife up to God, I laid down on my son as a sacrifice. In other words, I honor my father. I'm willing to give up my son. But I know that my father is not a wicked person. So if I give him my son, he will raise him back up. Watch this. What Abraham was saying is the knife is sharp. Sharp enough to cut off the head of my son. But my words are sharper than the knife. So the sharpness of my words will put back together what a sharp knife cut asunder. So in Hebrews it said the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword and it pierces to divine asunder watch this between soul and spirit so the knife of this life or the knife of this world may be able to cut bone and marrow you know the different kinds of knives when you go to buy meat the one you used to cut the skin then one you used to cut the flesh then the ishan you know the ishan come on now Oh, you're forming. You know the Ishan, the muscle, you need another kind of knife. Then the one for the bone, you need another kind of knife. Then to now separate the marrow from the bone, you need another kind of knife. The knife of this world can deal with the material realm, bone and marrow, but it can't divide between soul and spirit, thought and intent. So when the adversity of life shatters your bone and your marrow, you go back to the sharpness of the word of God and you use it to put it back together because we understand by faith that the walls were framed by the word of God. And can I tell you, one of the missing links in many believers' lives is that they are using their knives against their lives. Oh Lord, baptize this house with revelation. Baptize this house, not just with information. Let somebody get into the spirit of this. Let somebody enter into this realm of obsession where you are a speaking spirit. Do you know what the Bible says? It said the first Adam, he fell. But the last Adam, he came as a speaking spirit. As a speaking spirit. The new man in Christ is not a dumb creature. He's a speaking creature. Oh, you're all not giving me the kind of response I need this morning. I'm talking about speaking and your mouths are closed. Come on, somebody talk. Somebody shout. Somebody holler. Somebody scream. Abraham knew that if this knife that man made can cut my child, this knife the tongue that God made is sharp enough to put it together. Because the ability, watch this, the effectiveness of a thing is not in the ability to destroy. It's in the ability to restore what has been destroyed. So resurrection is a greater demonstration of power than life before death. 
Because resurrection means that there is life superior to the life that death took away. So when God is going to arrange anything in your life, he's going to arrange it with the power of words. Oh, come on now. Let me show you something from the life of Abram. Romans chapter 4. Somebody say, my heart is open. Say, my spirit is attentive. My soul is attentive. My being is receptive. Romans 4, 17 to 22. Father, we thank you for illumination and revelation. This is about speaking, so you have to see. If you don't know what to say, say amen. Say hallelujah. Say yes. Say I receive it. Come on, practice. 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 If you know how many things your silence has cost you in this life, they said, what is suggestion? You didn't say it. Then somebody else said it and they promoted him. I said, that's what I wanted to say. The rewards are not for those who wanted to say. The rewards are for those who say. For those who say. For those who say. Come on now. And don't, watch this now. Don't be so self-absorbed that you'll be like, it's, it's awkward if I'm the only one saying. If you are the only one saying, you'll be the only one testifying. Hey, if everybody's quiet and I shout, I'll look awkward. Look awkward for a moment, but fulfill your destiny forever. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed. That's Abraham believed. God who gives life to the dead. You see that now? Resurrection. Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist. Come on now. If you could call things that don't exist as though they were, what would you call? Uh-huh. What would you say? Come on. Come on, somebody's talking already. I just give somebody an opportunity to say something. You see, what many people say is nothing. That's why they get nothing. He said the operation of God is that when God begins to move, he gives life to the dead and he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. He called the healing as though it did. You call the promotion as though it did. You call your husband, oh my word, as though it did. You call your job. Where are the people who are, where are the speakers? All right, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Say, say, I'm like God, but you're not speaking because God speaks. How can you say like, you're like God when God speaks and you're not speaking? I didn't, listen, listen, we get so religious. You know what many of us are doing? We're praying. The Bible didn't say Abraham prayed. Did Abraham say, I, I pray we'll come back? No! Hey, Let me tell you, unbelievers understand this. 
an unbeliever who has no, he doesn't have any babala or any just be like, you, I'll finish you today. And then the believer is like, ah, he said, well, finish me. What are they saying? They understand the power of words. I'm not saying prayer. Because when you are praying, what many of us are doing is that we're putting the responsibility over to an invisible spirit. So that when the result does not happen, we have somebody invisible to blame. Oh, come on now. I didn't say you should clap, but if you want to clap, clap very well. Somebody open your mouth with boldness and say something. I didn't say pray. I didn't say close your eyes. Open your mouth and declare. In fact, stand up right now and speak over the atmosphere of your life. I'm still going to teach, but open your mouth and say something. I didn't say you should pray. Speak. 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 Hold it. You may be seated. Let me teach you a little bit. was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom we believe who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he is foretold and promised as if they give us the next verse if you can get there real quick as if they there's a part that was cut off there we didn't see that right as if they what as if they were that's what it's supposed to be as it is written I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which don't exist so the deed go to verse 18 who now this Abraham contrary to hope in hope believed so that he Contrary to the natural proceedings, contrary to what his body could naturally deliver, <laughs> he received the promise at 75 and had to wait for 25 years. That's almost as long as many people have lived in this room. But contrary to that hope, he was in a different kind of hope. The hope that was failing was the hope of the body. The body was diminishing. That can be your money or the system or the economy failing. But he placed his hope in another kind of hope because Romans tells that God is the God of hope. He placed his hope in that and contrary to that, he read this, shall this, so that no no let's let's take one up one after the other he so that he believed so that he believed so that he you don't become what God says you will become you become what you believe If you're clapping, don't let those who are not clapping stop you from clapping excellently. Uh, if, 
I will become what God said I will become if you believe. As many as believed, he gave the power to become. Thank you for accompanying me this morning. To become the sons of God. So, the reason God speaks to you, watch this, is so that you can have a word to believe. Why? The technology of man is that man will believe or rather become what he believes is going to become. In the absence of the word of God, man places a cap on what he can become. He will become what he can become without the word of God. So John 15 says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. In other words, you can become great things, but as far as heaven is concerned, what you become, that something is nothing. Some say, oh, but Beyonce is this and Jesus is that. In heaven's account, what they're doing, if they don't believe in Jesus Christ as the son and the sacrifice for salvation is what? How do we know? Solomon was richer than them. Said vanity of vanities. All is vanity. All without Christ is vanity. So can a man become self-actualizing without God? Can he? Yes. But is this something before God? No. So the reason God speaks his word is so he can transfer his thoughts into your cognitive space so he can have something to believe other than yourself. So that you despise, as it were, the flesh and you can esteem the spirit. Come on now. So every message is a faith infusion. It's a revelation transfusion. It's a blood transfusion. When the word of God is coming, God is injecting you with his life. So in the Greek, that word is spermu, which is the word sperm. So the seed of God is the word of God. However, the Bible says that the word did not profit them because it did not mix with faith in their hearts. So when the seed of a man goes into the woman, he still needs the cooperation of the egg of the woman. That seed needs to enter into the egg of the woman. Come on now. So God's word needs to enter into the egg of your expectation. Come on now. The womb of your spirit so that you can incubate. Now believing, watch this. Believing Give me my text. Believing is the seed of God finding eggs. Oh Lord. Come on somebody say I produce eggs. Say I'm not a mother hen. But I produce divine eggs. Say hens. The promise will come to pass. Some of y'all didn't get what I just said. High five your neighbor. Say my eggs are coming. I feel myself ovulating. I feel I'm in some spiritual ovulation right now. Come on. Say my eggs are coming. High five somebody. Say it's that time of the month. It's that time of the season. It's that time of the day. Something is coming. Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody about to receive a seed from God? A word from God that is going to fertilize 
you. High five your neighbor. Say, I'm not losing the pregnancy this time. I'm, I'm not losing the word this time. I'm carrying the prophecy to full term. Oh, my word. He said the word did not mix with faith. With faith, media, when I cite a scripture, look for it and put it there. I believe it's Hebrews chapter 2 or thereabout. He said the word did not mix with faith in their hearts. Did not mix with faith. I need somebody to see that. Mm. Look at somebody say, I've got some eggs. I've got some eggs. I've got some eggs. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. Hebrews 4 verse 2. We'll come back here. For we also. Go back to KJV. You can see. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word they heard did not profit them. Not being So the word doesn't profit you without it mixing with faith. This is the reason somebody can get a lot of revelation but no reproduction. Because a carnal element before rep- re- revelation and reproduction is the mixture of faith. What is the mixture of faith? I take the word, I incubate it. I mix it over, I roll it over, I chew on it, I meditate and I interact with it, I speak to the word, I agree with the word. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. He didn't say preach it, preacher. I mean, it's okay. You can shout preacher, preacher. I love a good church that responds or a church that responds good. But listen, it's not just about preaching, it's about I receive it. I agree with it. So it didn't mix. So it didn't produce. Can you give us the message translation of this? Bali Chavrus Gadarius. Somebody you're going to profit this year. I love that energy. That energy has faith in it. You know why you're going to profit? It's not going to be because the message is hotter. It's going to be because your faith is more active. Your faith is more radical. Your faith is more open. There is something about the response of faith. I tell you no lie. That's why I don't like it when people are cold. Because I've seen people cold for 10 years. They are intelligent but not progressive. There's got to be a desperation in your soul. A stirring in your heart. Where people will think, are you crazy or not? Hannah had that kind of faith. That particular day at Shiloh, she prayed so much, even a priest thought she was drunk. That was the prayer of faith. I'm not coming back without Samuel next year. I'm not coming back to this same spot without a different experience. You've got to have a kind of faith that says I'm coming back with my Isaac. I'm coming back with my laughter. Coming back with my testimony. See, your faith is so powerful that you can receive something from a preacher that he did not plan to give to you. The woman with the issue of blood, he said, Jesus' volition is not in the equation. Me, if I can touch, come on now. PLT, please, can you come to the stage? And because it was a rabbi, 
He had the shawl that had the promises, the tassels around. The woman said, woman with the issue of blood, he said, it's not about whether Jesus will see me or sign an autograph on my cheek. That's not it. If I can touch the hem of his garments, I know I shall be made whole. Let me tell you something. You can come into a place in this house that whether you feel the worship or the message or not, you know every time you gather, something must shift in you. Can you make your faith your personal responsibility? Stop making it a corporate project. Stop making it a community contract. It's your personal responsibility. He says the just shall live by his own faith. My faith will deliver nations to me. My faith will deliver cities to me. My faith will deliver kings to me. Mm. And so all she was doing is if I can touch. Why? Because when faith is going to be effective, faith has to be focused. Can't be distracted. It's focused. Everybody was pressing, pressing, pressing. She knew what she was looking for. And the word says that she touched the hem of his skin. Do you know how many people must have stepped on our toes? But some of you, when somebody steps on your toes, you get offended and lose your testimony and prophecy. Do you know how many people must have stepped on her with a stinking, blooded body as she was going through all of that? She knows I can smell for a while, but if I can press, I will not smell another day. I might be stepped on for a while, but if I can keep on moving, Jesus, I will not break down another day. I might be nasty right now, but look out for me by March 31st. Look out for me by March 24th. Look out for me by July 13th. If I can touch the helm of a Coming. I keep on moving, Jesus. There was a crowd. Somebody must have walked through her. Somebody must have maybe cursed her in the Hebrew language. But finally, she reached and touched. And the Bible says that she was made whole. And Jesus said, who touched me? He didn't say, who shouted my name? Because you can shout his name and not draw anything from him. Say, so who touched me? Because faith is the straw that used to draw virtue in the spirit. Are we here? Thank you, PLT. Let's go back to Romans 4 17. Help me, Lord. As it was written, I have made father men nations and the presence of him who believed God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Verse 18. Somebody, you're going to draw something this morning. Yeah. Who contrary to hope and hope believed so that he became. Somebody say, I believe. Therefore, I become. I believe I'm the head and not the tail. I have become the head and not the tail. I believe I am rich and prosperous. I have become rich and prosperous. I believe I am holy and righteous. Therefore I walk in holiness and righteousness. I believe I am above bad habits, addictions, relapses. Therefore I saw on the wings of the spirit. I believe I lend to nations that I do not borrow. I believe all things are working together for my good. I believe that the doors of nations are open to me. I am not going to any nation as an escapee. 
as a slave, as somebody who's trying to escape. I'm going there as a person of influence and capacity and glory and dignity. I believe my womb will carry my babies as many as I am my husband, I am my wife, I as my husband desire. I believe, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. Contrary to hope, he believed. Now, what is faith? Faith is hope that has become pregnant. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it's the heavy dense. Not just evidence. Heavy. Dense. H-E-A-V-Y. D-E-N-S-E. Because as the seed of the man grows in the womb of the woman, she becomes heavy and dense. Some of you are about to become heavy with miracles. That amen is heavy, but it's not yet dense. You are about to become heavy with miracles. They're going to say, now only you waka come. I don't know how it happened, nobody it happened. Now only you waka come. Come on. You're about to become so pregnant with divine possibilities. You're about to carry babies that you've never, oh my word. One pastor called me from America and I said, Pastor Dami, man, this is his words. He said, I don't know how you do it, but you're always pregnant. So you're always giving birth to things. You're always pregnant. See, when you, uh, when you are intimate with God, when you go in to meet with God, you're going to be so pregnant. And if you think that dogs have a lot of puppies, get set for what a believer will have. You're going to have a lot of papa's pops. You're going to have a lot of children, books and songs and businesses and healings and prophecies and counsel and wisdom and instruction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, according, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was? Shall your? Shall your? There are ants that are about to descend from you. There are giants that are about to descend from you. There are triumphants. Things about to descend from you. There are elephant-sized things that are about to descend from you. Your descendants are things that descend from you. They will trace it back and say, we can trace it back to Tojo Lua Toimbo in 2023. When they look at the archives in year 2123, 100 years from now, there's got to be something that descends from your spirit, man. Are you hearing that? Why is it called descendants? When a baby gives birth, the baby descends. He comes down. Something is about to go down. 
Oh, y'all not hearing what I'm saying right about now. Listen, something is about to go down. If you will just agree with God and say exactly what God is saying. I saw that Dami put out a video. You guys don't know how excited I was when I saw Dami's video. He recorded the video and just shared a bit of the story of his life. And I'm like, somebody is getting it because I know how camera shy it can be and how shy it can be off stage. But my mind can already see what the future is in terms of the impact, in terms of the change. What you did was that you gave birth to something and whenever you're giving birth to something for the first time a part of you is dying but the best of you is about to show because life comes out of death are you hearing this life does not exist for death death exists for life therefore when you engage death according to God you experience a new level of life in God but see he believed he became, but what did he become? According to according to what was somebody say say something. You know what Jesus said? He said in that day when they bring you before, I'm so proud of what you did. Please celebrate him. Someone go like, is it just video? You don't understand. Because when you see the seed. Anybody who despises your seed does not qualify to partake of your harvest. Because if I can entrust you with my seed, how will you be strong enough to handle my harvest? You'll be envious of my harvest if you attack my seed. Don't believe those who come to celebrate your harvests. Test them. But never forget those who helped support you when you're in the seed stage. They are the real OGs. Are you hearing this now? Now, the Bible says, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Let me show you something. Uh, sorry, uh, let's go to verse 19. 19, before we go. And not being weak in faith, he did not... This is the biggest problem of many believers. They are considering their body. The physical substance. There's no money in my account. My body is weak. I'm almost 40. I'm almost 50. I'm almost 70. Oh, when I used to be hot as an 18 year old. And I had this one and that one and this other one. Now I don't know which one I have. I'm considering my body. Look at somebody. Look at somebody. Say your body is secondary. God's spirit is primary. In fact, sometimes God will allow your body to go through a process so that the foolish joker will not be drawn to you. So that, and then when the right person is drawn to you, you now change the body to the real body. Amen. <laughs> and not being weak in faith, he did not consider. His own body. That body was already dead since it was about a body. It's gone. Are you here now? About a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So two things were dead. His body was dead. Her womb was dead. 
if her womb was alive and his body was dead, she would have eggs, but no seed, no omelets, no omelet to let out. <laughs> he will be shooting blanks. Actually, he won't even shoot at all. Because the pistol cannot stand. But when the pistol cannot stand, the epistle stands. Oh, can I? Can I talk? What was spoken? Ah! Are you hearing this? And if he was standing and a womb was dead, there will be seed, but nothing, no ground to fertilize it. So what did he hold on to? He held on to the original substance from which every other substance took their stance. He went to the original material. Are you here now? When the physical environment is looking dead, look for the original material. Look for the original thing. Your prayer life is dead, look for the original material. Uh, your career, you're stunted. Look, that's why you never joke with prophecy. You got the two testimonies this morning. Never joke with prophecy. Prophecy is to reconnect your expectation to the original material. For you to look beyond the deadness of your body, your career, your acceleration, and say, God, in the beginning, you did not have any womb, you did not have any body, but you had a word. If I can have a word, I can start again. If I can get the word of God, I can begin again. If I can hold on to the word, I can change what the enemy is trying to break in my life. I find your neighbor and tell him if you have the word, you can start again. You can build again. You can rise again. You can shine again. You can grow again. The word is the original material. The word is the seed of God. And so what happened was that Abraham's heart received the seed of God. Verse, verse 20. See that now? Verse 20. Help us. He did not wave out the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. And so when God spoke to Abraham, he believed in his heart. Then he began to speak. And he did not start to give God complaints. And the Bible does not say giving ultimatum to God. Oh, come on now. Because what many of us do is that we give God ultimatum. God, I'm giving you only two months this time. This is your eighth time of giving him two months. You might as well have kept quiet all along. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> and give him glory. <laughs> give him give him glory come on somebody say give God glory look at your neighbor's name say give God glory that means that you begin to honor God and begin to agree with God and begin to say, God, I agree with you. What you have said is what will happen. I align my heart, my mind, my emotions, my thoughts with you. I will not allow myself to be distracted. 
He didn't tiptoe. Wow, this is so good. He didn't tiptoe around God's promises, asking cautiously skeptical questions. Come on, someone needs to take a picture of this one. He plunged into the promise and came up strong. And when it came up strong, it wasn't just spiritual, it was also physical. Listen, God's word is stronger than Viagra. Because God's word comes via grace. Oh, come on, can I talk right now? So if your equipment has shut down, God has got an artillery. He's got an arsenal. And it can flood you with more than a Chelsea. Now, I know you may sound jocular, but there's possibly somebody dealing with that. I'm like, I can't do. You stand tonight. Oh, you're not hearing that. High five your neighbor. Say, I'm not sure it's talking to anybody you know. But we believe God. Ready for God. Verse 21. Sure that he would make good, that God would make good on what you said. <laughs> so Abraham, Abraham is exalted father. That's without the H, Abraham. But God changed his tongue, changed his language, changed his introduction. Every revelation is an introduction. Revelation is God introducing himself to you. When you believe that uh, revelation and you speak from the premise of that revelation, you are introducing a new you to your world. So Abraham had no child and God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many nations. Yet one beginning, no gets. Because God declares the end from the beginning. Every revelation is a potential testimony. Oh, y'all now. <laughs> Lord help me Abraham's language became different when they asked him what's your name father of many nations what's your name king razor what's your name global premium saxophonist come on now what's your name can you introduce yourself What's your name? Everywhere he went, he wasn't waiting for people to confirm his expectation. He was announcing his prophecy. This year, don't be shy so that you can fly. This is not the year to be conservative. You've been conservative for 20-something years. How is that going so far? Can you try a bit of spiritual sass and aggression? For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. Are you going to take some things this year? Are you going to use your mouth to say, yes, that's me? So before they will say, you're looking good. I'm not really looking good. Uh, now they say, you're looking good. Yes, so thank you. We give God the glory. Say, you're looking hot. Yes. And if nobody tells you you're looking good, tell them I'm looking like a 10 out of 10. 
Come on, somebody now. Are you here? And you always have the 10 10. Ah, because the Bible says in John 10 10, the devil comes to seal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm come that they might have a life and have it more abundantly. I have 10 10 in everything. I have a life and I have it more abundantly. For those who don't have life, please keep on sitting down. But if you are a 10 10 kind of guy, I'm going to look for another 10 10 kind of man or 10 10 kind of woman and high five them 10 10 and tell them I'm like a 10 of a 10 minus nothing. He did not consider his body. He considered his God. We spoke about worship last week. Don't worship your body. Don't worship your money. Listen, no matter how rich you become, you never have enough money to deliver what God wants you to do. God will always give you more vision than you have the current resource to fulfill it because God is transgenerational. Moses, rather, David gave Solomon a lot of money, but God ensured that Solomon was not broke himself because the workings of grace is that you might bless me, but it's a bonus. Oh, yeah. God will not leave me perpetually at the blessings of another man. Lest I begin to worship that man. So every blessing God allows a man to give me, either exposes me, provokes me, activates me, or accelerates me to greater dimensions of that blessing without him. This is why people who are entitled don't understand that begging becomes a curse. Because you think the man is your source. When God says, I've given you your own sauce. That's, it is peppery on the mouth. Even though, the enemy has a mouth, but it is peppery in the mouth. If you have a mouth, shout something unto God. Go to Hebrews, go to Hebrews chapter 11 and from verse 3. Hebrews 11 verse 3, let me show you this as I begin to sort of pivot. By faith, we understand that the world's are We are framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Raw material is invisible. The fact that you can't see them does not mean I lack them. Josh, are you understanding that? Don't worry about that wedding budget. God's got you, man. And any other person who's believing God to get married this year or next year, it is not sometimes or never. It's going to happen. The Lord will bring you resources. I don't worry about how much business you couldn't do last year. The Lord is able to compound three, four, five, seven, eight, nine years of returns and results over the next six months. Do you receive it? But then do you receive a promotion right now? 
Even though you might be comfortable where you are, but God says there is more. Can we be people of faith? I don't speak my account, I speak the word of God. I don't speak my degree, I speak the faithfulness of God. I don't speak what I see, I speak and I see what I say. Come on people, that's how God started in the beginning. He didn't have big gold or Bitcoin, he didn't have e-gold, he didn't have cryptocurrency, but I have water currency, I have faith or currency. Come on, I don't have some chimpanzees and gorillas as NFTs, but I have the NFT of God, never failing truth of God coming now. I've got. He said everything you are seeing, this blazer, this stage, this light, this things, everything you are seeing started from the invisible realm. So why are you intimidated by things you can't see? Be comfortable with things you cannot see. Assume your position in the realm of the invisible. Take your place among spirits. Do you understand that? Be comfortable with the realm where mortal men call impossible. Because impossible, you can punctuate it. Put an apostrophe, put some space. I'm possible. Are you here? I'm possible. I'm possible. When God introduced, we spoke about this two Sundays ago, introduced himself to Moses, he said, I am. What it means is, whenever Moses went here, he said, I am here. So I am here is I am. See, Moses said, I'm in Egypt. It's not just I am in Egypt. I am in Egypt, which means your presence is a portal. Oh, yo, somebody didn't get that one. You have to be so confident. You're not waiting for God to show up. When you show up, he shows up. You are carrying God. I dwell in God. God dwells in me. I carry God. God carries me. God cannot fall my hand because his hand holds my hand. Everything you see. I guess 200 years ago, we had trumpets but no saxophones. Are you hearing that? Similar bandwidth, but higher progressions of creative intelligence. We had houses 2,000 years ago, but not skyscrapers. So when the first person built the big house, and I had this big house, because it's like, kill him or demo. In other words, what does the child know? There are layers and levels in me. It doesn't matter what your mentors have done and your prophets and your teachers and your leaders and contemporaries, there is always another level. For this purpose were you born to unveil and unfold the next dimension of the greatest achievements of those you've honored in the past. Are you hearing this? If I finish my assignment and there are not many people here who can do certain things, maybe not everything I do, but certain things I do better than me. I've not fulfilled my assignments. Are you hearing that? Because the greatness of the glory of God is not in him bottling himself inside one being. Even God, Jesus came as a man. And when he was living, he said, greater works than I did shall you do. God is not intimidated by the next version of you. He foreordained it. Claim it. Say, I don't want to do too much. You're not doing enough. You're already feeling I'm doing too much. What are you doing now? 
And I've been speaking about social media. I've seen certain young people rise over the last three to four months that started with just a microphone and camera. And they've done videos that have reached a million views. Some of you follow some of them. A million views, 35,000 likes on a one minute video. Whereas even the biggest accounts owners on Instagram five years ago never had one million views. In fact, eight years ago never had 100,000 views because videos were not initial provisions on Instagram. There was a level of Instagram where it was images. Somebody's about to show their generation a video version of the picture version they were used to. That amen sounds like he's starving. Rise and shine by the glory of God. Rise and shine to the glory of God. Do well, speak life over your life and walk in the glory of God. I'm almost there. Give me the word. He said the walls were framed. Somebody the walls. Say the walls. High five your name. Say the walls were framed. Give me the text media. He said the walls were framed. Now many times when we speak about framing. You say that guy was framed up. You know many times when we say that guy was framed. What do we say? What does it sound like? Set up. Set up. <laughs> And many times it was it's something negative, right? But that's the perverted version of what God does. What God does when he speaks is that he sets things up with his words. Hmm. The way God sets things up is with his words. Are you here? Some of you in that place, are you, are you, are you fine? Are you good? I do like to you're good because suddenly look like you need some breakfast. Not that type. I mean food. <laughs> oh, because we spoke about eggs <laughs> and omelets. <laughs> but I'm giving you the bread of life. And I'm slicing it with divine knife. Is it jamming? <laughs> But uh, I have to go. <laughs> By faith, the walls were framed. In the backside of nothingness, this eternal spirit, the ancient patriarch of eternity, the one whose paternity transcends eternity, whose magnanimity and enormity cannot be explained. See this. He spoke, and when he spoke, the eons, the ages, that's the word here, the ages were from the time zones, were scheduled by his word, framed. So this words have to do with spiritual substance, but also time intermissions, scheduling. So he scheduled things with his words. This is the reason Jesus did not say, I will go to the grave and come back. He gave the time. The way you schedule your life is with your words. I'll still show you something. Don't take me there. I still want to preach a little bit, but we'll, we'll learn shortly. It's with your words. Now somebody goes like, eh. See, the issue is most of us will speak reactively and carelessly. Man was not just given words for communication. He was given words for construction. Hmm. 
Let me show you from the Bible. If the primary purpose of words as a language, human language, was communication, does it mean that Adam was not saying anything before Eve was made? Because Adam had a language before Eve was made. Because he named. So he scheduled the destiny of the lion by calling it lion. He scheduled the boundaries of the eagle. Come on now. <laughs> he scheduled it. I will hear. Now, let me close with two things. Number one, in the Hebrew, the word word has three major representations. Number one, it's a thing. Somebody say thing. That's thing. T-I-T-H-I-N-G. It's a thing. It's a theme. Number two, it's essence. Essence. And number three, it speaks of order. Who said order? Okay. That's called Alamo. Order. Come about to preach until I threw my shoes. I'm like, ah, let me bend my head. I don't... Now, this word, devour. <laughs> theme. Essence, order. So in the Hebrew, the word word is a thing. It is a substantial thing. So when words are spoken, the Hebrew man does not see it as you are just reacting. You are just talking. No. The word is binding. This is the reason when God was speaking to Abraham, the Bible says that God was willing to make the word doubly sure. That's why he had to swear. Because Hebrews were not supposed to swear. Swearing is what you do when the other party is either not convinced or there is a tendency for you not to do what you said you would do. Swearing is not essential if your integrity is not questionable. Come on, talk now. Oh, come on, help me preach. Give me preaching chords. So, he said, when Jesus comes, he says, don't preach by, don't swear by Jerusalem. Don't swear by the mountain. Don't swear by the earth, right? Don't swear by the heavens. You are not supposed to swear. Yet God swears, and he said he swore by himself. Why? He was trying to tell Abraham that even if you don't believe my word, I cannot break myself. So words in the spirit realm are things. When you say I am weak, the thing called weakness, the substance of weakness in the spirit realm is attracted to you. That's why the prophet says, let the weak say. Come on, shout it like you're strong now. Let the poor say. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord Say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hands of the enemy. Are you following this? So when you do an affirmation or a declaration, you are releasing things into the atmosphere. That brings contemporary times. Has anybody ever said to you, Covenant, you look so good. And you felt lifted. Words. Has someone said to you, stupid.
even though you knew that you had him in his stew, talk less of Pete, that day, you felt weighed down because the weight of those words left an impression on you. And the impression became depression and compression and suppression and repression. Are you hearing that now? So when you speak words, say, I'm so angry. He didn't say, I feel so angry. That's why if you're around me, you know, I'm very careful what I say. I feel upset. I'm not happy. Not I am angry. Because I am is an identity. Oh, come on now. I am not angry. I'm a blessing to nations. I'm a blessing to generations. I'm a leader of leaders. I'm a prophet to nations. Are you hearing that? I'm not angry. I may feel angry, but I'm not my feelings. I may be upset. Come on now. Are you hearing this? So number one, it's a thing. Somebody say a thing. Now, when God says... If I've spoken my word, it will come to pass. He said, God is not a man that should lie. Neither is he a son of man that should repent. If he has spoken it, it will come to pass. So if the word is a thing, that means that God's word is God's what? Come on now. God's word is? Come on, say now. God's word is? The way you say light naturals is peelance. Marriage counseling is? Drumming on social media is? Playing the sax is? White paper wisdom is? What does that mean? That when we engage these things, our identity is connected to it. And that we take it personally. And we always deliver. So when God's word comes, God is saying that word is my thing. It's not yours to manipulate. It's not yours to deny or tamper with. He said, when I speak my word, I'm speaking myself. It is my thing, so I'm committed to it. I don't say it if I don't mean it. I don't say it if it does not mean me. So God's word is God's thing. He said, therefore, my word, so shall my word be, which proceeds out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it shall go forth, accomplish and prosper in that which I have sent it to go forth. What it means if you have a word from God, you have God's signature. You have God's seed. You're carrying God's baby. God will oversee. Look over his word. Protect and preserve it. It's going to come to pass. Some of you, you haven't really received that revelation. But if you know God's word is God's seed, throw up your right hand and shout, Lord, I believe, I receive, I speak, I align, I acknowledge, I agree in the name of Jesus. The way you possess your thing is by speaking. Let me show you pre-testamental revelation. The Bible says who's worthy, who's able to break the seal. The word says that there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And then the lamb spoke. So breaking the seal became the lamb's thing. Because it spoke. Oh y'all. Oh y'all. Are you here now? Ah, Lord. <laughs> A variant of the word device, the bar, 
Devora, which is the, not Devora, the female version, and it speaks about B. The other thing about the word is order. Now the bee builds a hive. A hive is one of the greatest works of art in nature because it's scientifically sculptured and developed. When you devour or devora, what you are doing is that you are building the hive in which you will live. Oh God. Don't leave, don't leave me dry. Some of you look like I'm speaking Hebrew. <laughs> let me bring it, let me bring it where you are. Your life right now is the material manifestation of the words you have framed your life in. Everybody likes to believe now that somebody else is responsible. No. There is no curse that can override the words you speak about your life. <laughs> At least not on the internal premise. There are two dimensions of the words. There's speaking within and speaking without. The speaking within conditions the internal atmosphere of your life. The speaking without determines the material expression of your life. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart. So you speak a lot in your heart. Help me. You speak a lot in your heart. Now, whatever you're speaking in your heart is what then demonstrates foolishness or wisdom as the definition of your internal environment. But whatever you speak out is what demonstrates foolishness or wisdom in the external environment. This is the reason some people, they don't have sense, but they have speech and things work for them. Because the walls were not framed, watch this, by facts. They were framed by words. So the person who speaks words will eat the fruit of the words. So if you speak foolishness, even though you are wise, you will have foolish results. Oh, come on now. Did he get it? The beehive has different sections and segments. These are the pockets and the expressions of your life. And some of you have no idea that you speak more curses over your summer and think it's the enemy. So I say, you're so foolish. Ah, you know, try guy. Stupid. You, you, you are really mad, though. You know, this. Oh, yeah. You, but you know, some of you say that to yourself. You say, I'm not saying it, but you're thinking it. And the fool says, Where? Ah, this business, you know, they grow, you know, they grow. Now, how for this business? So, ah, this is my department people, useless people. It's my boss, is a not head. Not case, stupid man. So in other words, say I'm the employer of a stupid man. That makes me more stupid than him, because I'm learning his ways, and the servant student shall be greater than the master. Are you hearing this? Are you getting it? There's the internal conversation. So when you devour, as a matter of fact, what you're also doing when you're speaking is that you are ordering things. When you go to Sweet Sensation or Domino's or wherever, and you want to place an order, how do you do it? What's the order you are asking? Can I propose to you that some of your words are more potent than your prayers? This is the reason. Your prayers may not always be accurate, 
but nature treats your word verbatim. Nature was programmed to respond to words. This is the reason, listen, the Bible says that Jesus saw the fig tree and there were leaves but no fig. And the Bible does not say, and Jesus began to talk to the fig tree. That's not what it says. He says, and Jesus answered. Come on. That means the fig tree was speaking. He says the sun, Psalm 19, it travels from the east and goes all the way to the west. He said there is no language or tongue where their voice is not heard. So the sun has a voice. Come on now. He says the trees of the field will clap their hands. Oh, some people are wondering. Everything in nature they were, was created with words. So they have the ability to speak. So when the tree was speaking, Jesus did not keep quiet. Some of you, some things are speaking to you and you're quiet. Speak every day. Speak everywhere. This ground is blessed because I walked on it. This microphone is blessed because I held it. If anybody has sickness in their bodies, when, I, when they hold this microphone, they get healed. Speak words. What you're also doing is that you're placing an order. So some of your prayers, sometimes they can be jumbled and confused and confusing because you're overwhelmed and all of that. But no matter what you do, never vote your voice against yourself. Never. You'll never hear me say something bad about myself. You might even feel I'm feeling too cool. That's your business. Because my destiny is my business. Are you hearing that? If Jesus lived into this world, many people would say this guy is proud. Listen, you're not yet operating as a speaking spirit if people around you don't sometimes feel you're getting proud. I'm not saying be prideful or arrogant. I'm not saying that. I'm saying every now and again you have to say certain things that seem ostentatious because you're speaking from another world. How can someone man say I'm the bread of life? You said that bread that your grandfathers ate in the wilderness, now maybe that. So I'm, if I say I'm superior to that, I said that one, they ate it and they died. Me, I'm the bread from heaven. Yeah? Oh God. Uh -uh. It said death. Death, they learn walk. Where are they? It said death will die. Do you understand that? If your walk with God will be practical, this is an element you must master. Otherwise, you're joking. You're a religious person running after results that God already placed in your spirit. Are we here? So when you speak, you're placing an order. That's what you're doing. When you speak, you're placing an order because the earnest expectation of the creatures await the manifestation of the sons of God. And one of the signs of sonship is the ability to speak like your father. Lazarus, come forth! Talitha, kumi! Rise and be healed! He spoke words! Are we here? Let me close with this because I need to really, really run now. In James chapter 5, keep playing. James chapter 5, I'll touch on in the second service. It said the tongue is like one, a ruder. 
And then it says the tongue is like a fire. Yeah, you guys don't know it. Give us the scripture, please, medium. So the tongue is like a ruder, and the tongue is like a fire. Barukini Siblatovish. He said the, the ruder, that's what controls the ship. That's what they said is a small thing, but it determines the direction of the whole ship. Have you seen those ships? Not canoes, the big ships, ocean liners, small automation. Now automation and just where it is. Controls the direction of the ship. Media help us with the scripture. It's so important that we preach together. It's so important. People need to hear and see. Right? I said it's a rudder, so it, it determines directions. So listen, what determines direction of your life is not your GP in school. So if you graduated 10 years ago, ah, if I had graduated the first class, shut up on that and open up on this. You understand it? Say, if only I was born in America, go there and see people sleeping under the bridge. You were born again. You were born from God. You have the greatest passport on earth. Oh, nobody's excited about them. When you understand this revelation, instead of you joining the Jackpot Gang, you will build the value and nations will issue you passports. It's going to happen. Listen, beyond that, Kings is going to have a passport. I said it first in 2017 or 2018. People thought we're joking. We're going to have a passport because we're going to build that mega city that access will be granted on visa. Are you here? Let me tell you, that city is going to be eco-friendly. It's going to be without pollution. We're going to have our songs playing in trees from inbuilt. Are you here? It's going to be an atmosphere. The water will be clean. The vegetation will not be tainted. There'll be no immorality in that place. Because the earth must be a witness to what is in the heart of God. So don't get distracted. We're not just doing church. I hope nobody gets the idea that was church. He said, look at the ships, although they are large and driven by fierce winds. So the winds are turning. The things beyond your control. But all you need to do is steer your ship with your tongue. Stop analyzing the wind of the economy. Listen, regardless of who wins the presidency, is walking in my favor. <laughs> you didn't know what's going to I know what will happen. What will happen is I'm going to get better and better, stronger and stronger, wiser and wiser. I'm going to raise more disciples. I'm going to help many of you make your first 5 million, 10 million this year. Healing miracles will keep happening. Kings will spread and explode. We're buying a two. I know what will happen because I framed my world with the word of God. He said it's turned by a very small ruder. He said it's just affirmation. It's not just affirmation, it's declaration. So when we're saying, no, we're picking, uh, uh, I live in God. God lives in me. My world pours like rain. Sometimes. You put your heart. I'll teach them the second service. Look at verse 5. Verse 5. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great, this is where I'm going, how great a forest a little fire kindles. Go to verse 6. Don't miss this, pastors. Listen. And the tongue is a fire for the fallen man. 
This is the height of it in the service for the fallen man. He said that tongue is a whole world of what? Inequality. That tongue is iniquitous. So if you let it roll by itself, it's going to say rubbish. And when it says rubbish, you will walk into rubbish because your words frame your future. Watch this. It said that the tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. So it has spiritual implications, natural implications, nature and hell. Verse 7. Verse 7, verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird and all of them, all of them. Go to Acts chapter 2 very quickly. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Verse 2. Somebody already got it. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 3. Then they appeared. Upon appear to them divided tongues as of because this tongue from the earth is a world of fire that destroys nature. God had to bring another tongue from heaven that restores nature. What you spoiled with your mouth, you can fix by his spirits. What you destroyed with your carelessness, you can restore by his faithfulness. He said that the natural tongue is a world of fire and it sets things on fire. So what God does is that he sets you on fire so that you can restore what you destroyed that ought not to be destroyed. You can fix what you ought not to fix, whether it's your body, your health, your marriage, your mind, your soul, your spirit. You can call them back. You can call them back. You can call them back. The years you lost, the opportunities you lost, the failures you experienced, you can call it back. When the Holy Ghost came upon them, Ella, he came as tongues of fire to fix their language, to correct their words. So I don't speak my sense. I speak by the spirit. I don't speak my feelings. I speak by faith. I don't speak as one who's under. I speak from above. For he that is above, he's above all. Is there anybody with a tongue of fire? This is the reason Paul said, I will speak in the spirit first. Then I will speak in my understanding. This is the reason we'll bubble up in the spirit first. Because when the fire above purifies the fire beneath, the bonfire will deliver the intention of God. Will deliver the glory of God. So speaking in tongues is not the way you just warm up. It's the way you work. It's the way you align. It's the way you structure. It's the way you stimulate. It's the way you break. This is the way of the Spirit of God. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. When I take off the eternal fire upon my life and I speak according to that fire. This is the reason you don't joke with prophetic meetings. You don't joke with Sunday gatherings. It's another opportunity to receive a fresh spread of that fire so you can say the right words all through the week. You can speak about your health, your body, your mind, your marriage, your future, your finances. This is the way. 
If all you have is this earthly tongue, you will destroy your life. But if you have the heavenly tongue, if you have the tongues of fire, why was it a tongue and then fire? Because this tongue sets things on fire. So get the higher tongue. Get the tongue of God's word. The tongue of God's spirit. Somebody pray in the spirit. Drive it. Somebody pray. I believe it. And I become it. I believe it. And I become it. I am spreading with speed. I partner with God. I mix the word with faith in my heart. And it produces for me. If he gave the word, it will come to pass. It is coming to pass in my life. I will sing it. I will speak of it. My hands will handle it. In the name of Jesus, I spread. I spread. The word of God is like a fire in my belly. It is erupting out of me. Somebody say movement. 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 Progression by the Spirit. Heights by the Spirit. Depths by the Spirit. Impact by the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. I talk and I do. I talk and I do. I talk and I become. My life takes the shape of God. My life takes the shape of God. I am not disfigured. I am not disfigured. My finances are not disfigured. My mental health is not disfigured. My emotional capacities are not disfigured. I talk and do. Ah, kadusa Manifesta, 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 manifesta. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we are just going to praise. The Bible says that Abraham was strengthened by praise and he gave glory to God. Remember that song we sang at Christmas service? With my eyes, I go see him. With my ears, I go hear him. With my hands, I go hold him. Yes, we are manifesting. With my eyes, I go see him. With my ears, I go hear him. With my hands, I go hold him. Yes. With my eyes, I go see him. With my ears, I go hear him. With my hands, I go hold him. Yes. Come on. With my eyes, I go see him. With my ears, I go With my hands, I go touch him. We are going to add mouth to it. So with my eyes, with my mouth. With my eyes, I go see him. With my mouth, with my mouth, I go talk him. I go talk him. With my ears, my ears, I go hear him. Yes. Come on. With my eyes, I go see him. With my mouth, I go talk him. With my hands, with my hands, I go hold him. Yes. Three more times. Let's go. With my eyes, I go see him. With my mouth, I go talk him. With my hands, I go hold him. Yes. Two more times. Let's go. Let's go. With my eyes, I go see him. With my mouth, I go talk him. With my hands, I go hold him. Yes. For the last it's coming to pass with my eyes. I go see him with my mouth. I go talk him with my hands. I go hold him. Yes, thank you, Jesus. 
Your word is coming to pass. Thank you, Father, for your servant that has delivered this mighty word. Father, we pray that you bless him. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in Jesus' name. Somebody celebrate God. Hallelujah. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.